Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Today, we continue our payment journey series. This is the last snippet of our series on checks. We broke down in the two previous episodes what are checks, the different types, and the process of checks clearing. In the episode of today, expect to learn how checks are used by corporates for payments and collections, the implication it has for corporate treasury departments, the places in the world where checks are still commonly used, the comparison between checks and cash, the other paper-based instruments that we already broke down in the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast, and much more. We hope you will enjoy this last piece of our checks episodes. If that is the case, well, why don't you rate us on your favorite podcast app? Ratings are the best way for podcasters to grow their platform, and if you find our content useful, well... Some other might, um, and they will find us more easily if we get good ratings. So please feel free to do so. Also, if you are not already, you can subscribe to our podcast or follow us, depending on the platform you are listening us on. That way, you'll be the first one to know when a new episode is published. On that note, let's get on with the show. Guillaume, let's tie this all back to corporate treasury now, right? Because we've talked a lot about how checks work, uh, different mm -hmm. types of check, again, inside a bank, how it works. But inside a corporation, uh, would, would a company even use checks? Mm -hmm. So obviously, as you can imagine, uh, treasurers and finance departments try to um, pull away from uh, boomers technology and so uh, the use of checks as well. Uh, reasons are obvious. Um, in the treasury department, finance department, and I mean, overall in the company, we want as much electronic formats as possible, real-time or very close to real-time transactions uh, because it offers better visibility, faster, you can use the money for a longer time, etc. Because if you have to plan for five days of delivery of the money, that's five days on which you cannot invest it overnight, for instance. Uh, and also, uh, more importantly, safety. And as we discussed through, um, through this episode, checks are rather bad in all those aspects. So therefore, it is rather rare to have advanced treasury departments using checks for payments um, to the company suppliers for payroll, etc., for instance. The only exceptions I see are for very, very specific purposes, such as um, certain taxes that can be only paid that way in certain countries, big transactions with certain counterparties, donations, uh, for instance, like very small associations don't tend not to be able to receive other forms of payments. But again, it is really rare and treasury departments really yeah, strive to get away from checks. But I guess there is some benefit, right? Like if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be a little bit shady and delay your money leaving your account by an extra five business days, you can always just use a check to pay people. Uh, that's that's an interesting point. Money's going yeah. out, right? That's an advantage to pay later. That's true. Um, but on the other hand, you don't know exactly every time how much time it will take, right? Between two to five days. But mm. so there will be still an uncertainty. On top of that, I think as we discussed with uh, Daniel Sanchez, at some point, the, the trust and the partnership approach you can have with your suppliers and so on tend to apply here. So you don't want to, to be shady in the, in the payments delays, let's say, especially when it comes to big transactions, big corporation, you want as much trust and transparency and efficiency as, uh, as wanted. But that's indeed uh, something that people could pull out. Yeah. 
makes sense. Have I think I read somewhere once that some companies print their own checks. Is mm -hmm. is that a thing? Like you can print your own check? Yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting one actually. Indeed. Um, so we we may think when we talk about checks, this checkbook we uh, we have as individuals, right, and that we can write checks on and so on. Uh, but corporates can actually print their own checks. Absolutely, Hussam. Again, it is rather rare, but still used in certain industries and all parts of the world. And the process consists of owning a secured and dedicated checks printer in-house, meaning in the company, and print the payment checks you then need to uh, send or give to your payee. When the process is a bit more advanced, you can actually have an integration with your ERP, so Enterprise Resource Planning, that sends the payment details to the printer that automatically prints the check. But again, there is still some manual part in the process as you then need to send or give the physical check to somebody or to a bank branch. But why would you do that? Print the checks in-house. Yeah, what's the advantage so, of that? So the advantage is not to have some uh, some checkbooks compared to uh, compared to the traditional model, right? And to like be able to print batches of checks. Um, and it can be the supplier's payment terms, like if your supplier only accepts checks or the only other alternative is cash, but it's uh, considered not safe. You're like, look, okay, I'm okay to issue a paper-based instrument um, and then I will just print them in-house mm -hmm. myself. The, the other reason I see is the um, one of the checks we talked about was the post-dated check, right? You issue a check, but you say mm -hmm. you can only deposit it at a certain time, but at least you give it to your payee already that they can use however they want, but they will not be able to cash it in before the certain date. So that's, those are the advantages I see, which makes sense. Again, you would rather every time go for an electronic format, but some economies, some industries, uh, maybe in countries where, where electronic channels are not as advanced as in other countries, for instance, that's a good alternative. Okay, but could you get the banks to print those checks for you? Like, would you have mm -hmm. to do that yourself? Buying a printer and everything like that doesn't, I, mean, I don't think it's used enough for you to invest that that energy into it. Uh, yeah. But there's still the advantage of having like custom checks printed. So do banks do that sometimes? Yeah, that's indeed, uh, that's indeed another option. As a corporate, you can do that. So you need to make sure that um, your bank support this kind of requirements right because it's, it's rather specific here the process would differ a bit um and to my knowledge that will actually become an electronic check so an e-check the corporate orders the bank to issue an electronic check or checks to be printed but the bank would like smoothen the process and proceed but actually never prints the check so it's Basically, just this scanned version that the banks exchange between themselves, we can call it this way, it will be in an electronic format. Um, so this is the e-check, and it's basically a digital version of the paper check. What do you think, Usam? It's not uh, not so boomer <laughs> anymore, right? That just sounds like a account transfer then, no? What's the difference <laughs> in that and uh, just like a wire transfer of a, between accounts? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a very fair point. So the difference is um, indeed... So let's say the... Um, the line between the two uh, means of payments is much more blurry than in a paper check, obviously, because um, a check actually uses the ACH, so the Automated Clearing House Network. But I propose we keep this section for a future episode on our payments journey. But you're, you're very on um, spot on. The difference is rather small, to be 100% honest. 
Okay, but so we've always talked up until now about doing it as a payer, right? Yeah. Where you're sending money, you're paying for things, you're issuing checks, right, for a corporate treasurer. That makes sense. Okay, companies to pay for things. But what about Mm -hmm. in terms of receiving, being the payee of checks? What's the implications there? Yeah, very good question. Um, So... As mentioned, the treasury departments tend to try and get away from the usage of checks. It's easier to implement such strategy when you're on the payment side because you're like, okay, I'm not going to issue checks anymore. And whatever people you're paying, you're the client, so you can say, look, I'm not paying by checks. I'd rather pay you via electronic transfer. When it comes to collection, it's a bit trickier to be strict on, right? Because some clients may be, okay, no, I I need or I can not use any other mean of payments than the checks. And as much as a company can enforce its employees not to use checks, it's harder to refuse money from your customers, right? Like always. So first of all, it can also be um, a market practice in certain countries. And therefore, you will need to adapt to this as a company, especially if you are in an industry dealing with individuals Um, You must be ready to accept many different forms of payments, including checks. And you might find some similarities with uh, the episodes we published on cash, but it's especially the case here for retail. Whether you are a supermarket or a clothes shop or whatever, you might need to be able to get paid by check because that's some of the individuals out there favorite means of payments. So yeah, it's rather similar as cash, and I guess you can um, see already the implication it has for a corporate treasury department. Well, you get paid later, right? So that doesn't sound nice as a corporate treasurer, right? You yeah, have you to handle them. I mean, to cash it in, yeah. And, and you need someone to go and issue all the checks to the bank, right? Same way we talked about uh, handling cash yeah. from your customers, where you have to mm-hmm. you know, transfer the money to a bank account to be deposited etc exactly um, same same problem right just less pieces of paper one piece of paper represents more on a check i guess exactly yeah yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. that will mean that having um, a bank branch network or a bank branch nearby your physical shops right uh, as a, as a first like let's say you have i don't know 50 shops in a country 100 500 whatever if all of them collect checks well you need a bank branch not too far from your shops uh, in order to deposit them. So that's that's the first implication. You need to make sure your banking partner can support a broad branch network. Um, you also need potentially a process in place to bring the checks from the shop to the bank branch. We discussed for the cash, but you can either have an employee doing it. It's safer than cash, so you might go for that option, or you can have a dedicated third-party transporter company making um, the effort for you, coming to your shops, picking up the checks, and depositing them in a, in a bank branch. And also you need a way of doing the reconciliation with the collected checks, right? So it's again, a lot of hustle uh, for, to my eyes, little benefits, but sometimes you do not have the choice. So again, it all Better comes than to- cash. Sorry? Right? Like I see it as net, net, better than mm-hmm. cash. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Versus cash, no? But so that's a, that's a very interesting point that you just read about bouncing. Like when your client pays you in cash, you're sure to have the money. Yes, it will take a little bit of time to mm. deposit it on your bank account. But checks, you can never be so sure, which is why now a lot of retailers and supermarkets have all this verification process in place where they sometimes ask for an ID um, that they scan and they embed to it, like they can retrieve you if the checks bounce and so on. So it's, mm. it's still rather cumbersome. Now, 
I'd say as a retail company, if you can only choose between the two, cash and checks, yes, it might be more interesting to go for checks. Um, but it's, um, I'm not sure there is an English for, uh, an English expression for that, but like it's like choosing between one sickness and another, right? You, you'd rather avoid both. The lesser of the two evils. Ah, the lesser of the two evils, okay. exactly. What's it in French? Say it in French. Um, oh, I wouldn't be able to translate it. Anymore. It's like... <laughs> No, this, in French, like in uh, French, French. La peste ou le choléra. So apologies for oh. our English speakers only <laughs> listeners. But uh, yeah, it's two very bad diseases that they had in middle age. And we're like, yeah, it's like choosing between those two. You want neither. Um, I mm. would say that's a little bit like the same. You'd rather have your customers pay by card, but we're going to see it in another episode that has other implications, mm -hmm. uh, including cost. Um, or yeah, like e-wallets or this new digital way of payments. But to my eyes, uh, they are not the best when you look at the big, big corporations, but you sometimes do not have the choice, right? You just need to cope with the market practices. Okay, so wh where are checks still used commonly? So from the top of my mind, uh, I know that the United States and Canada are for sure still using checks a lot. It is a market, a market practice. Talking from experience here, France also has still <laughs> a lot of checks in place and also in B2B actually, so between companies, not only individuals paying to uh, their local supermarket whatsoever. And to name a few others, uh, Cyprus, Portugal, Singapore, and the UK are still fans of, of checks. Now, that being said, um, to start for like the, the Western economies, checks would also still be used in um, economies that are still a bit slower, a little bit behind, let's say. So I'm thinking about uh, Latin America or Africa or places like this where um, electronic channels are not as developed yet. It's, it's, it's like work in progress, but it's not there yet. Uh, there you have the choice typically between cash and checks and you need to choose one of the two. And because of safety issues, you might want to go for the checks rather than cash. But the specific type of check, right? The one with the account, which has been verified, which was called a so you cash have the cash check. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, indeed. So you have this option or the the normal check as well. Huh? That's that's still a practice as well. Um, and I know that in Latin America, for instance, it's common to use a post data check because, like this, the payee uh, can actually leverage this as um, a an advance on a payment that they say, look, I have this money, I cannot cash it in yet, but I have it. So just take my check and you you also can cash in this check at a later stage. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's from the top of my mind. But again, checks tend to disappear slowly, at least from the Western economy. People are going more and more for uh, electronic formats. It has been accelerated by COVID, obviously, since people weren't going physically in the shops as much as they used to. And yeah, the e-check, so the electronic check, the digital version of it is also taking more and more place in the in the check um, payments world. Makes a lot of sense, Gil. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hussein.